Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans. This is the Angel Rock Live, and I'm your host, Laura Lee Putvin. A little bit about myself, if you've never been here before, I'm a Canadian spiritual medium and and psychic, also crystal Reiki energy healer, an Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor, and registered nurse. Also, never was by choice, but well-versed in the paranormal as well. The, uh, it, the paranormal found us. It didn't find, I wasn't looking for it. And nobody in my family was. Now, if you're just tuning in and you want to join in the conversation and you've been here before, like Z Sun Dragon, or as we name, we call him by his quote unquote muggle name, Kevin, uh, come and join us over on UFO Paranormal Radio and United Public uh, Radio Network. It's on Facebook and YouTube. I am streaming to my own uh, YouTube channel. I think about that because things are a little different tonight. Uh, YouTube channel is called the Angel Rock with Laura Lee Potvin. And of course, StreamYard decided that no, it was not going to allow me to stream to my profile on Laura Lee Potvin, which is public on Facebook. I'm going to share it once we get talking, but we're streaming on LinkedIn tonight because I was able to tag our amazing guest. He has a profile on there. So I thought, why not? We're also in Canada's Most Haunted. I think we're on UFO Undercover. We're in a whole bunch of places. I want you guys to remember, I don't stream the Angel Rock there. I stream my second show there. I'm going to mention in a sec, but we do have a network TV channel on Roku. If you're looking for that, you're going to the uh, channel store and you're going to search for UFO Space P as in Paranormal. There's a drop down list. It's about the third or fourth one down. You're looking for UFO Space Paranormal and United public radio and speaking of second shows as you all know we've got jonathan keyworth here already i'm going to mention you jonathan just hang on because we're going to be going live with jonathan with my co-host and we i have a second show on the network thursday night 7 p.m with my amazing wonderful co-host and friend david hansel the thing at the foot of the bed now, Jonathan Keyworth, who has been a guest numerous times on the Angel Rock, he's also of JK47 Paranormal Investigations. We are, it's his birthday Wednesday, so he asked David and I if we might go live with him. So we're going to go with my co-host, uh, David Hansel. I haven't even told David this yet, but we pre-discuss this <laughs> on his TikTok channel. We're going to be doing some readings and answering questions and stuff. So you're going to be looking for spiritual medium, David Hansel. There are a ton of uh, imposters over there. So you're going to be looking for the one that has almost 95K followers. That's the correct one. And I'll also post it on social media so you'll be able to see and join us over there. So I hope you will. Also, I can't say a lot. The details haven't been firmed up, but you may want to tune in because shortly before Christmas, myself and David and another host on the network can be doing a little bit of a giveaway and possibly a show together. You do not want to miss that. Believe me. I may have more details for you on Thursday, but I think the last time the person did it on their own and they weren't even on the network, I think 22,000 people uh, wanted to enter it. So you may want to join in. I'm sure you're going to want to be part of it. Also, what else do I want to tell you? Um, I think that's everything. If I forget, I'll remember. Now on to my amazing uh, guest. Oh, one more thing. We had a previous uh, host on the network, actually two of them, Faye and Roger Garza. They are now back to their Facebook and YouTube channel. But 
I am going to be on Faye Garza's show tomorrow night on Facebook and YouTube. It's called Faye's Angels, and that's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll post a link on social media, and you guys can join in. We'd love to have you there. Now to my amazing guest. I have been waiting for him. This is something right up my alley. Um, I believe I had a near-death experience as a toddler. My co-host David often speaks about his near-death experience as an adult, and I have studied it professionally and personally for over 40 years. So we got lots to talk about. So my guest's name is Stephen Paul Chong. Wait, Stephen, I got I got to put the glasses on and get over 50. I thought I escaped that scourge <laughs> and I didn't. So I'm going to read you his bio. Stephen Chong was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. So it's pretty early over there, you guys. So I'm really grateful he popped in with us tonight. Um, Sorry, I got to make this smaller here. Okay, Melbourne, Australia, but has lived with his family in far north Queensland since 1989. Developed over 25 years, Stephen's enviable reputation and expertise is evident in designing and conducting quality workshops and developmental programs based on the specific needs of the individual group. He has assisted many individuals and professionals, ranging from one-on-one one -on -one to small and large groups, including business and then a forward slash not for profit forward slash uh, community associations and professional executives. Stephen's writing career did not commence until after he turned 50 years of age and now he can't stop. He knows it's a gift. He has unique talents as a storyteller and we are going to be talking about his newest book about the afterlife. Welcome Stephen. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, Laura Lee, thank you very much. I have to live up to that wonderful introduction. I, you know what? I have a long bio too. And I always tell people just, just take little bits and pieces, but you don't know what people <laughs> want, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So I always start at the beginning. Now that's an interesting age. Um, I got a dog hair in my mouth. Never fails. These guys know. Hi, Bart Sharp. Uh, he's a host on the network too, has his own show on Wednesdays. Feel free to post all the info in the chat, Bart. I always love to give my fellow co-hosts a uh, shout out. We've got tons on this network. We've been around for over 25 years, so there's a lot of us here. <laughs> but I'm writing three books. I'm 58, and I, I've been hearing from Spirit, I need to get them written. So what started this all for you that you finally decided to start writing? Oh, it's, you know, it's a very good question. Uh, uh, it's, and it's like a, oh, how do I best describe it? It's like an itch you, you, you can't scratch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excuse the analogy. But that's, it's a good you know, after, after, after I turned 50, you know, it was just there, you know, right. And, and I'd never written before. I still do not know where commas go. <laughs> I was just thinking that today with a semicolon. I'm going, is this a semicolon or a colon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what editors are for. That's fine. But, you know, the, the, the real, I mean, I'd written from, you know, from the age of 50, you know, and I've, I'd written up until a few years ago, I'd written five, but then I'd stopped. I, I was done, you know, and I'm, you know, it was mid sixties and said, I'm retired from this. It's all, the writing is beautiful. Work is nice, but you know, I'm ready to start planting tomatoes in the garden sure <laughs> but then of course well of course i've had this accident where i i had uh, and as you do when you're in your mid-60s you get up on the roof and clean out gutters of course of course mm -hmm. and, and 
the the ladder slipped and I've fallen, I don't know, 15 feet, I think it was, oh and hit my the ground God. hard. So I'm on the ground and I can't feel anything below my neck. And I thought, oh, Stephen, you are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and I must tell you that, that luckily um, the gods were to favour because this particular morning, it was a Saturday, and my wife generally is not here Mm-hmm. these Saturday mornings. And we're very remote where we are. No near neighbours. We're surrounded by rainforests. So nobody to hear you scream. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. but, but luckily my wife is here. Of course, she'd come to rescue and the uh, you know, paramedics came to like. And But the revelations for the latest book did not occur. I mean, I didn't, at that time, I didn't drift off into what I guess you would call a traditional near-death experience. But I met lots of people. I'm going to stop you right there. I know a lot of people personally that didn't have what you call the traditional near-death experience, no. but something profound like what you've just shared. Some One person I know was literally standing up to go grab, refill their, their drink in, like not an alcoholic drink, like just we call it pop here, but he, some people call it soda or whatever and stood up and it was like, they had gone into a different universe and it was like, they've had a near death experience. Is that kind of what happened to you or was it something different? No, I wouldn't say that. No. What, what happened in the period post the, the accident, I'm good for nothing. I'm on a couch. You know, I, I could barely get up to go and do things. Uh, but it was like, that itch again, that, that, it's like saying, Stephen, that I've got something for you. There's more. And I had the title of the book in my head and it was like a, a hamster wheel. We just, it was there okay. and, I, and I knew what it was. I knew it was the universe telling me like there's something for you, but it was a burden of choice. I had to mm-hmm. buy in, if, if you will, mm-hmm. say, okay, if and I'd resisted it quite for for a number of weeks. I said, no, no, leave me alone. Go away. I'm done. I'm finished. Uh-uh. Sorry. sorry. Uh, Don't be sorry. I'm sharing this to my profile. If you wonder what I'm doing, trying to do it. Uh, it's it's all good. So people but, can watch it there. <laughs> but eventually, you know, I've related. I've said, okay, you to the universe, you want me to write this thing, but the afterlife what do I know? I mm-hmm. know nothing, you know, I'm just a regular dude. And as, as soon as I did that, and then I sat down to in front of the PC, and again, I had no storyboard, no character, no mm-hmm. nothing, nothing. I just sat. Oh, Laura Lee, it was like, oh, how do I, it was like I t- tuned in and I, I, heard the music and saw the colours and the character, it was all there. And it was a complete, like, unfolding where I was taken through this character's eyes. Mm-hmm. He took me to the various levels of heaven. It was like a, a scenic railway tour, but like being on a train, being taken to these places and seeing I the different so levels. i questions. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I don't know how to say the main character's name properly. Is it Athor or Athor? Athar. Athar. See, I didn't say it correctly. Okay, so I got one question for you. Do you think 
that Athar is maybe a guide? Do you think maybe you tapped in and channeled it like an automatic writing or you just didn't ask questions and just wrote? It's a question that I've pondered subsequently. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and people say, you, you channeled this. And, I, and uh, I still I still resist the word. Well, that's but, okay. But, but yes, yes, it was. I, I can't explain it any other way. Because it was like being there, and I'm seeing through his eyes, and he's showing yeah. me all these things, uh, and I'm just, I'm just taking dictation. I'm writing what I'm to the best of my ability. Remember the colours and the music were, oh, so beautiful and so magnified. There's no words for the English language. Oh, no words. And see and hear uh, and smell and all the senses. Yes, yes. So I'm doing my best to describe through the limitations of what's in my head. Mm -hmm. Well, people uh, but, will understand. Yeah, yeah, but that—that's—that's that's how it. It was a, a most profound, beautiful experience, and it, I mean, quite frankly, it's changed my life. Apart from the writing process and the learning all the stuff, it's changed my life diametrically since. Mm -hmm. And remember, I'm now in the sixties, so I wish it had happened 20, yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my thing is about that, though, right? is and i've it's taken some time to get here you know that they always say wisdom is it's kind of wasted it, by the time we get to our age right like you acquire <laughs> it with experience but don't you wish sometimes you had that that knowledge back when we were younger but would we have believed it and accepted it so i've come to the realization and it's so cliche but everything happens for a reason and when it happens it's the right time for it to happen yes i agree i, I agree entirely and you know what else it does for me, is that it provides us uh, empowerment or impetus to say, "Okay, Stephen, you're you're in the sunset of your years. Time is relatively short. Mm -hmm. Get on with it. Go do talk to nice people on podcasts. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. It's like so. It's like a reinvigoration to tell those that are now twenty six to do these things, learn from it. So it is provides a a fire in the belly, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think that we have, I've been saying this, my children are 28 and 25, both boys, and my youngest has severe autism. So he doesn't read things like this, but he has, a, even though with his limited language, he's very intuitive and he really understands when I explain from this perspective of what's going on. But I think that this age group and what else is coming in younger is almost like a new breed of human, more intuitive, more sensitive, more open to these ideas. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I think that's very accurate. Mm -hmm. um, my, my number one child, a beautiful boy that he is, you know, same, 25, has has limitation. You know, he's on the spectrum. Oh, he is. So many people yeah. I meet in this field. We have special children like this, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> and he has so many musical talents. And I, I, mm -hmm. I, certainly not coming from me. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a divine gift. So I, I always thought that my, my role you know, as a parent, was to harness, recognise those talents and foster them as best I could. Uh, right. Hopefully I've done some good in that regard. But so it's a recognition that you know, whatever other limitations that that child may have, there is a great gift inherent in there somewhere that needs to be 
uncovered, discovered, and then promoted. I think, and again, I don't have all the answers. I always say I don't. I do believe that we live forever, that we never really do lie or, or, or die, I should say die. The other thing is that we have multiple lifetimes and I believe that we choose our parents and our children choose who their parents will be and our whole life isn't mapped out. But, and we can choose to screw it all up when we're here, right? But from what I've been shown is there is multitudes of beings, of souls that are lining up to come here because we think about it, right? If we're eternal and we go on forever, and although nobody would ever say that life here is, is a vacation, but in the scheme of things, the grand scheme of time, which is, I believe, is only a human concept, is we're here for a short time, right? And so we do a lot of planning before we come. And I think that we have been at all, including our children, because when we go back, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, when we go back, as I call it home, we don't, we're just a human in this lifetime, right? We're, we're an eternal soul having a human experience. And that's all yes. it is. When we go yes. back home, you know, I've had people ask me from a human perspective, and I don't want to make that sound elitist to anybody listening because I don't mean it that way, but we are here in a human capacity. And it's one of the most difficult places I think to come to. I look at it as a school. We come here, most of us with spiritual amnesia. We come in these dense, heavy, fragile bodies. And although 80 years can seem like forever, it really is short in the grand scheme of things, but there's so much potential to learn and grow and evolve as a soul. And I think especially as a special special person like maybe under the spectrum or you know any other I don't I hate to use the word disability but having some limitations I like what you you, you use there there's so much more ability to learn and I think take the role of a teacher I know both my boys have been my greatest teacher but especially my youngest what do you think oh I think that's entirely accurate yes I mean one from my three all three beautiful boys um, mm -hmm. I've learnt so much as a human being, not just mm -hmm. a parent, and and you, you, you're exactly right. And the younger we are able to connect to that knowledge and understanding mm -hmm. of that life purpose, the more profound does life become. It, it's like the 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 flower that opens up to the to the dawn. Um, I, I I didn't learn my life purpose till mid fifties, and again. You know, one could only wish a few years before. Yeah, but that, that time happened. before couldn't have been wasted because I looked at all your other titles too. Like if you started writing at 50, there seemed to be a spiritual type nature of your other five books before. So somewhere along the lines of would you have considered yourself always spiritual or what What do you think? How would you define it? I don't want to label you. What? What's your thoughts on that? Uh I think it's it's a very good question. Life is a life is a grooming station, to be sure. So we we learn, but we ha it's all a bird, not a burden, but a point of choice. So we we can, you know, we are confronted with certain uh, life experience that can push us upwards, or you know, push us to to downwards, if you will. But to me, the the, the realization has been. I, I know that, it, I mean, 
totally connected to spirit now. There's no separation. I know. You know, <laughs> there never was. It's beautiful, isn't it? So, yeah. but one didn't know that before. Whilst mm-hmm. the spiritual connection was obviously there, the the brain or something gets in the way that you do not know. You're not aware of it in in, in your daily existence. But now, I'm fully aware that I tune in and hey, these spirit guides are there at, at when we need them whenever we need them well, i think that's pretty cool so we're never so, alone that realization has come mm. to me in the last few years that when we were sent here and i'm hoping from what i've been feeling sensing and seeing with connection to guides and spirit that the human race is evolving because throughout our entirety we've always potential for learning has come through pain and tragedy, right? We have that choice. What do we take with it? What do we do with it? Because when things are status quo and they're amazing and they're perfect and they're beautiful and we've all been there, what do we all say? Oh, I don't ever want this to end. There's no impetus for change. But what I'm seeing from spirit is that we've, we've agreed as a soul group, if you will, coming to earth that we no longer have to be in pain to have to make these decisions. Like, you know what I mean? In order to grow. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes. Yes. I, I again, I think that's entirely accurate. So mm-hmm. before, you know, where we just use logic and, and rationale to make our decisions, now we can connect into that well of inspiration where we know that spirit resides and go, what do I do with this? How do I fix this? You know, so that that creative question provides the link. Mm-hmm. And, and what I know and you know is that you always get an answer. Always. 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 <laughs> Just the brain goes, that was my imagination. That was coincidence. That was this. That was that, right? And when you tune in and you realize that you've never been alone, and if you think of it, you being a father, myself, a mother, I don't think you have to be a human parent. When you care for somebody else that needs your care, that needs your love, that you need to nurture and feed and do all the physical things for, you start to realize that where we come from, right? We have whether you want to call it source, God, Allah, whatever people want to call it, even if they don't have a belief, but we come from somewhere. And if we do have a parent for lack of a better word, a good parent would never send their child off on a journey without being fully prepared and always having some guidance and somebody with them, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and isn't it like, you know, you get that, it's like uh, that intuition that just that sense and you go oh you've asked the question what do i do with this dilemma or problem and at some stage very close by the the necessity you get that nudge you go, oh i've got it you've woken up in the middle of, you know in the morning and you go, think oh, it's a stroke of genius. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah but what what you and i know and others realize of course is that spirit's talking to you You've, mm-hmm. you've put your hand out to say, I need help. Mm-hmm. Ask what I call a creative question. What do I do? How do I fix? And spirit says, oh, okay, cool. Now, here's the answer. I've been so, waiting for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God he's asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, isn't it interesting? It becomes a listening process, not a thinking process. Mm-hmm. So you're in tune you know turn the monkey mind off a little bit 
and that's when that mm, spirit, that intuition can come up to the fore and you go, oh, got it. You have to know how to tune in and hear it. Like the biggest revelation for me, and I've actually done a little bit of a survey. Obviously, I haven't talked to everybody in the world. But, and then I'm going to say hi to all you there. We see you. We see you. I will say hi. I promise. Just one sec. Is that I've been hearing my guides my whole life. But for me, and this is the thing I love about spirit, because I've had people say, well, what do they sound like? Like, how do I hear them? How do I listen? Whatever for myself and not everybody, but for myself. And I know the way I think that I would accept it better coming in my own voice. But the reason why I know that it's my guides because they speak differently than I do. It's always meant for my or someone else's highest good and in love. And for people listening, no, we're not hearing voices. I always try to describe no, no. it. It's within yeah, the mind's no. eye, if you will. I don't know. Yes. What do you think? Oh, I think that's entirely accurate. Again, the the again, we turn off this the monkey mind, be it through meditation or relaxing breathing type exercises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the other, I think, important thing is we turn off distractions. We get so distracted, our phones, our emails or whatever other nonsense, mm-hmm. turn them off. What, what The practice in the writing of the afterlife mm-hmm. was was very much that I, I, in the morning I would get up and say to spirit, right, at one o'clock, whatever was on, you got, got stuff to do. Yeah, at yeah. one o'clock, you're on. Okay. And at one o'clock I would shut out uh, things that beep and buzz at you. Turn off emails. Just, yeah, <laughs> so this is your time. And honestly, it never failed. It was always there in the writing process. I would sit, get all distractions are off, and I'd go, ooh, ooh, ooh got it. Oh, start to type. <laughs> That's how it, but the, but the process is one of quieting the mind through a meditation or a breathing mm-hmm. and then turning off those distractions that Im- take our attention away. I have to agree to you with you. And I'm going to make a statement that I'm going to say hi to people here um, is the fact, cause I get meet so many people. I was one too. I was through my paranormal experiences when I rediscovered my gifts that had always been there, I'd been using as a nurse. You know, I said I was always so blessed to be there hundreds of times at the beginning of life, working in the NICU and never tire seeing a baby born. Doesn't matter if it's human, an animal, whatever, the miracle of life. And then to be so deeply honored and blessed to work out in the community and have um, family members be there as their loved one which would be my patient transition from this lifetime, as I call it, back home. And the things that we've seen and witnessed, I'm actually writing a book from a nurse's perspective and first responder about the miraculous, incredible things we see, right? And I hear what you're saying about the book, because that's what it is. You'll hear people say, I can't quiet my mind. And the thing is, and I love this saying, I think it was from Henry Ford, and I don't usually say a lot of quotes, but I love this quote. And it says, whether you say you can or you say you can't, you will succeed. Correct. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And you know what? (laughs) My wife loves me, I'm I'm pretty sure. um, (laughs) 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 But I like to do the ironing. Well, yeah. no wonder you got bonus points. You see? Oh, yes. <laughs> I just got goosebumps. <laughs> but 
but to me, yeah, that's a meditative practice. So, yeah, yeah you've shut the mind down. It's metronomic, and you just mm-hmm. kind of ch- tuned in. You're just doing your thing, but the same process. So you can, you might not be able to sit in meditation for very long, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you do something mundane where the mind's yeah. not chattering, yeah, the ironing be the example, or I don't know, there's got to be other stuff, but. It's the same process, so that monkey mind has has, has dampened down, mm-hmm. and we've the the other thing I've got to tell you, which is really important, is is trust. Trust that the answer will come. It will be there. You've asked the question, mm-hmm. and and then uh, to me, it's like th- that uh, internal saboteur that says. Oh, Stephen, you're not good enough for this. That's you can't the do ego. this. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, you know, that says, oh, you're too this, you're too that. You can't do this. You, you're not a writer. All of that stuff. Uh-uh. Sorry. You're a divine being. You're you're a beautiful soul. And, the, and that universal connection is there waiting for you. So open up that, those, bar- let those barriers go and you watch the flow of information i'm going to add one point and i promise because i love to involve our audience we've got some really amazing people that tune in and ask great questions but you're absolutely right and what i love what you said and i forget to tell people this you know i always say it doesn't matter if you got five minutes i had a mentor years ago didn't want to say it was on a podcast and her face was going bright red because I've asked the same questions people have asked. We all ask it when we begin this spiritual journey. When am I going to hear my guides? What are their names? What angels are with me? I can't meditate. I'm too busy as I used to, because I am busy, but um, she kept saying, no, no, I'm not asking that. And you could see her face going red and I knew she was tuned into spirit and she goes, fine. And she said, please don't be offended. I had called in and she said, they say you're going to be okay with this, but do you go to the restroom? And I go, well, of course I do. I'm a human being. All people do. And then she said, do you have five minutes to yourself? I said, even as a mother, yes, sometimes I get five minutes. And she said, then that's when you could use that five minutes. But when people get in their mind that they can't quiet their mind, But I love what you just said about the ironing for myself, what it is. I have to be creating. I love doing resin. Anything that can be made by hand, I can do it. But what I do, the reason why, I love it so much, much that once I get into the creative process, my hands know what to do. So the mind is open. It's quiet and I'm relaxed. And that's when I do everything with spirit. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly to me. That's exactly the way it works. Oh, we're, yeah. we're in tune here. Yeah, yeah. And and you know the interesting thing is, it's like in the writing of of, of the afterlife. I mean, I we're getting into that book. I, yeah, I, I know. have so many questions. <laughs> but the the interesting. I mean, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you're opening up this channel to experience. You, you don't know what, and it's a, it's just a beautiful thing. And, you know, that trust, there's no uh, and no fear. There's no you know, no fear in any of this, or, you know, or got to, you know, what if I get it? None of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful open to spirit and trust that that answer will mm-hmm. be there. 
every time. I, I have so many questions. Like I say, I promise I'll say hi to everybody. I will. And if you've got <laughs> questions, we'd love to hear them because I do. I downloaded your your laws that I think it's between heaven and, and earth. And I have so many questions. I want to know. Well, I know you're not going to give everything away with the book. We never do that on this show because we want people to go out and buy your book, right? Because it's got a message that I think can really help people because a lot of people, and again, I never try and change anybody's mind about what their belief system is, nor do I feel that you do either. But for those that are open and those that have questions, it, it's it's some food for thought. So let's say hi. We got Z Sun Dragon, like I said earlier. We got Kevin and Jonathan, Bart Sharp. Hopefully, Bart, you, if you're still here, I know you know what it is. We've got so many shows, and when I get kind of caught off guard, I was actually before trying to memorize a few of the names of the shows, <laughs> and I know them. I've been on them. So Bart is a host on the network. He's got a great show. I think it's still Wednesday afternoons. And then we've got Lizzie McLeod. She says hello to both of you, and I found out. I don't say it anymore. I used about Facebook because StreamYard is crazy with Facebook. You have to give them permission to use your name and your picture. And the problem is lots of people have, and it still shows them up as Facebook user. So this is Faye. Faye, I was talking about you if you're still here and your ears are burning earlier because I'm going to be on your show tomorrow. I was telling you everybody at five o'clock for Faye's <laughs> Angels. Then we've got Howie Odell. I got to give Howie a shout out. Howie has the Rift Nation Network. He's got a great a group of guests and or not guests I should say he's got a great uh, group of shows we've been on Howie's show David my co-host and I on the Orion effect and uh, so you guys check him out and Faye says she's still um, working on her life purpose and then I think this is still Faye she said lately I've been turning in, um, to my spirit guides and angel um, while in the shower that's 10 minutes of connection love it you know what the beautiful thing about the shower is too is um not only does it clean you know cleansing physically you can also fill up your energetic cup with white light through the water or cleanse energetic there's so many things you can do and we are mostly water so what a great place to connect what do you think steven Did, did you hear me? Oh, said, I'm sorry. I was I'm sorry. I was busy reading and listening. Oh, at the same reading. Time. <laughs> sorry, I'm like Stephen. Stephen. Apologies. <laughs> Don't you think that's a great place to connect to? Oh yes, absolutely. Whatever works. Uh, but the, in addition to that, it, what I try to do myself is to make it a habit. Yes. So yeah, if we do it in the shower or do it with the awning. What, however we do it, do it regularly uh, because what we know is we, we know it works. Uh, the spirit's always there. We trust it implicitly. So that regularity of tuning in, not just when times are, are tough or there's a problem, I think we should just do it regularly. Why not? You know, ask a nice question, ask a creative question and then tune in. A lot of people have a hard time building trust, but the one thing I'm noting too, and I'm hearing this from Spirit, is the things that we've all mentioned, Faye included, see there's something that we have to do that we don't abhor, like the shower, you're going to, everybody showers or tries to have a shower or get cleaned up or ironing, you enjoy the ironing. I literally love to be creating. So you're kind of already in a high vibrational energy state, if you will, rather than something you hate, but has to be done every day for example. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yes, one of the one of the uh, there is another technique that you can use. Again, it just it requires quiet time. Again, but you can do mind maps, uh, and you can Google that stuff. I, you know, I, I'm not the expert there on. I've done a number of them, but I'm not an expert. They are a wonderful way to open up the channel, uh, and it's so like a doodling things. exercise. There's so that's so just book. Yeah, but just make regular time five minutes ten minutes however much one can can allow mm -hmm. uh to make these things happen and with the trust uh, i wanted to add Stephen, quickly is that a lot of people have a hard time building trust but what you said i think is so powerful is to ask and you can ask for a sign have you found that for yourself from spirit or if you've got any loved ones on the other side to send you a sign that you're looking for and they will send it you've got to be open-minded i always say oh, yes. you're asking oh, for yes. a yellow butterfly and we're in winter time it actually is really cold today for the first time which is a blessing yeah. at this time of yes. year but a yellow butterfly may not come fluttering by but i might see it on a license plate or a sign or I mean, it could be a crafted, it could be anything, it could be on a license plate or a song, right? But they'll send it. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree entirely. Uh, in in my case, I, I will ask a, a creative question. It generally starts with a, a what or a how or a where. So what do I do to solve this problem? How do I fix this thing? Where do I go? Mm -hmm. As distinct from a... Uh, well, let's call it a not not so creative question. It begins with a a why. What? Why do Why do I always mess up? Why do I make mistakes? Why am I so mm -hmm. silly? That that's got to go. Mm -hmm. That that's that. You leave that stuff aside, uh, mm -hmm. and the because you'll always get an answer to the question. Mm -hmm. Got to ask the right question. I find they answer you where you're ready, though, with doing the Akashic Records. And the beauty of the way I've been taught is we ask a question and we follow it up with more and more questions. And could I work one-on-one um, -on -one with see somebody specific on the other side in the Akashic Records? Yes, but the beautiful thing is and we, um, I've been taught to call them the masters, teachers, and loved ones, which is a collective. You get a lot more holistic answer to the question, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> yeah so uh, again that's that's beautiful uh, again in my case like if if i've oh, i don't know doing some writing or something business wise or whatever I go oh what do i do with that and i won't rationale it i'll just sit with it i'll just let it and some point very close afterwards i'll go oh i got it and then yeah you got to write it down or, or whatever so it, it comes and that's the trust to know that the answer will come sooner rather than later exactly and i keep hearing spirit thank you spirit they keep saying get back to the book get back to the book i never get oh, yeah. this book, but they're saying this <laughs> literally to me okay so it's athar you said right as the main character mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so where did the like do you think i asked you this but i had so many questions do you think this was a guide like because it, it sounds like it's truth written in a story form so people could easily digest and read it. Would I be right in that? Yes, yeah, so I'm certain that's correct. I, I I do not know whether the Athar was a uh, – I mean, I don't know he's in life whether uh, – what I know is that uh, – there was a short at the start of the book. He was a it was a 
a man who, under the clergy, he was abused under the auspices of the clergy oh. as a child. Mm -hmm. And later on in his life, he took his own life. Mm -hmm. So he was stuck in this mm, terrible purgatory by virtue of the the shame and the guilt and the anger that he felt. He couldn't escape. And that's ostensibly where the... I was brought into the story. So I'm seeing through his eyes in this purgatorial state. Do you think it was self-created? Like, it, that, say, we're talking about a thaw. Do you think it was self-created? Like, you were explaining the feelings and what you're seeing through his eyes, or do you think purgatory is really a place? I, I was I was seeing through his eyes. He was showing me, showing me these, okay, so, we're looking so through, many beautiful I'm really things. I'm interested. Like, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm no, really no, 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 no. And I've tried... You know, I've figured out the rational of that out. Even but, if you uh, don't know, that's okay. <laughs> no. He, he, uh, um, it was, as I said before, it was. I was seeing through his eyes and he showed me and I heard the dialogue and the music oh. and the, the mm -hmm. colours and things. So I, I'm just dictating what... So as, you were as, the stenographer? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, even if I was on even if I was on drugs and I wasn't, uh, I couldn't make the stuff up that it, that I oh, was I showing. Yeah, it was a great gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the interesting thing though, you okay. know, Laura Lee, is that uh, in the right the writing process took about oh, four weeks. Oh wow! Was, uh, it was really quick. It was because it was just there, uh, but it was about. Oh, two or three months after the book had been written and uh, it was in the edit phase and you know it's like you 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 you, you read this thing a hundred times mm -hmm. until it all blurs <laughs> but again the, the voices in my head were saying Stephen read it again read it again you've missed something do you find yourself what? arguing with your guides? I do this all the time. I've read it already. No, read it again. Read, <laughs> read it, it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened. And it was like reading the text, like somebody had highlighted, like with those when a highlighter pens. Oh, cool. Okay. That's exactly how I saw it. And these laws of heaven and earth were highlighted. And I go, oh, there's one. And I found 15 of them. Through I have the, them the, here. I downloaded them because your website, which I've shared, you share a free copy of these laws, and I or not. I'd love to talk to you about them because I've never heard of a list like this. I've heard of some of these, but I'm more. I I had to really train myself before the show not to call them the laws of the universe because that's what I'm used to to hearing, and these aren't laws of the universe. No, that that's that's how I that's how it come about. Yes, I'm reading this. Yeah, text again, and I'm seeing like this highlighted. And so I just made notes of these law. Oh, that's and I've called them the laws of heaven and earth because I didn't know how else to explain them. You know what? Um, reading them, Stephen, I can tell from the language that's used that you were the stenographer. Yes, yes, I, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it was a just a beautiful process. And I've got to tell you, I'm sure that there's more coming. <laughs> more coming? I can oh, see yes. that. Uh yeah, uh, I can. It's like a dam building up. There's, I can feel it close by. Not that so these not were added after you thought the book was complete. Yes, yes. The law. It was about three months after the book had been finished that I was, you know, that I, 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 
uncovered these laws. Mm-hmm. And they've, as I mentioned before, they've made such a profound difference to one's life. It's amazing. Can we talk about them a little bit? Sure, we can. Put you yeah, off yeah. into the public because I think they're really intriguing, and I have questions. That's why I love doing this. I, you know, why? And I just trust. Like, I of course I got to do my research, but I try not to watch any interviews or anything somebody's done because I have so many questions. <laughs> okay, so it's called the Laws of Heaven and Earth. Do you want me to to just share? You go. Them? You you choose whichever. Okay, so there's 15. Um, I'm going to start with number one. It says, fear not. You are never without the love of the Father. Mm -hmm. Number one. Yes. How beautiful is that to know that, uh, and excuse the term, the Father, of course, we're talking God or whatever terminology, male or female, it's just the terminology. But Mm -hmm. to know that we are never separate from the divine hand. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and it, we don't have and to I fear. never thought of it when we first started talking. I said, like any good parent would never send their child on a journey without being fully prepared or have accompaniment or whatever they required. It kind of falls under this law, doesn't it even? Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> no matter what what's happening or where we are, we are that divine hand is is ever upon us. Okay, so number two, because I have questions, and this is why I have questions, and I I don't claim to know all the answers. I always say we're never going to know all the answers until we go back home, because I was raised Roman Catholic. I was forced to go to church. I was forced to go to Catholic school, the whole bit. And, you know, of course, having a strong belief in hell, I'd heard of purgatory. That's why I was asking you about the purgatory. No judgment in any way. I love to hear people's thoughts because, you know, I think I believe there is no hell. I do believe there's lower dimensional realms that could Mm -hmm. seem like hell and a lot of negative things could Mm -hmm. be there and you could end up there depending on your belief system when you cross over. So I want to ask you about number two, what your thoughts are. Uh, it, says, it says the judgment of heaven is neither vindictive or eternal, but probationary and remedial. Isn't that most profound? Yeah. I mean, and that breaks down mm, a number of the religious stereotypes that we've been led to believe. But what I saw in the writing of the afterlife was that souls mm-hmm. by choice can continue to evolve. The heavenly realms, the angelic forces are, are there for us all the time. Should we decide, you know, we, to release whatever holds us back? So in Athar's case, that he okay. was the perfect example of that. Where okay. He was stuck on this in this purgatorial state by virtue of his anger and the shame that he felt. But okay. through his ability to forgive himself and others, that released him into the heavenly realms. And he 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 was taken, and I'm seeing through his eyes, both these nether regions and up into the high. We got taken up into really high realms and shown things. But it was, to me, that describes that second law where you're That's not, why I throw, wanted to you're not thrown you. into a pit and forgotten because you're a naughty person. Right. You're loved eternally. And you are able to evolve through the heavenly realms. Now I understand, because to me, 
And then I'm going to be honest, when I first read it, I thought that sounds almost like it's judgmental, but the way you've explained it, it is nothing of the sort. It makes so much sense since you explained it. Yes. Interesting. And you know, I'll describe to you, to your viewers, what I saw okay. in this purgatorial state. So what I saw were these grand mists and in the mists, you know, when we pass over the, the cord is severed and we unable yes. to return. So then we do this life review, and, and this is not God sitting in judgment to say, Stephen, you're a naughty yeah. boy. We're, it's like looking in the mirror of reflection. Mm -hmm. And based on that life review, uh, again, what I describe what I saw out of these mists, there was this portal, a doorway leading onto this large dale, grassy dale. Mm -hmm. And these souls were exiting these mists and they were robed uh, like in head-to-toe robes of some in beautiful shimmering colours, white, golden, yeah, and others would, it was, were darker, mm, okay. hessian, uh, flashes of lights that I could barely comprehend. And what I understand is based on the life review, you become clothed in the robes that designate the pathway you are to then follow, yeah. a pathway uniquely yours. So those in, in shimmering, beautiful white sort of colours went up into higher realms, whereas others in darker colours, uh, and I remember distinctly seeing yeah. one person dressed in this dark, Kishan, a soul, and she tried to go upwards. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, you're not ready for that yet. <laughs> not, not, not ready. Not, not kind of not allowed. Uh, but, and she eventually she kind of got the gist and had to follow the pathway that was hers. But my understanding is that the the. The dress, the colours in the robes, designed for others to see, other soul to see, know exactly what you need in love. So another soul can look at your the robe and know exactly what you need in service or in love. I'm so glad you added that last part because, again, and this is why we're so excited about having you on. Because if you take this at face value with the human brain and you look at some of these laws, they seem very, they seem kind of judgmental. Like when you were talking about the colors and I was thinking, and even myself, and you just, before you just said what you said, I'm thinking, well, then everybody could see you and judge you. But I'm thinking from the human mind where you just, and I'm getting goosebumps and close to tears <laughs> of the color yeah, you're wearing. Others know what love to give you. That's, that's exactly the way it was described. Uh, and there was another law. Let me find it here. I've got it here somewhere. I got a ton uh, in here to ask you yeah. about all, probably all 15. Oh, well, read number 10. Okay. Okay, number 10. I have, like, I went through these all and I'm going, oh gosh, I got questions. <laughs> Hi, Sandra. Sandra Sharp's here. And I want to read what I meant to highlight it. Faye added, and I think this is really nice. She said, what you need in love or service. How beautiful. So number 10, you want me to read. In heaven, there is no system of debit or credit. 
service to others is our reason for being. And I love that number 10, because I believe that's what we need to do here. It's yes. not right or wrong. Oh, oh that's, that's the absolute currency. And lo love is the love is the currency. Love is the bond. Mm -hmm. I got a question for you. It's a, deviating a little bit away from our rules of these laws, but I want to, I want to get back to them in the book, but I've been dying to ask you this. So, Studying near-death experiences for 40-plus years, and I adore my co-host, David, and he's so open about his near-death experience. And I always remind him, David, that was your experience. I think we all have a different experience. But I have seen very rarely where people will explain that they've had a hellish experience. I have a theory why it happened. I don't know if it's right or not. Have you run into that at all? Did you see all that? Or could that have been the purgatory, which Athar was showing you through his eyes? Yes. Yes. Well, I was taken to that again with, with a guide I was mm -hmm. taken to what I called the nether regions. Okay. And if I can describe it, then I still kind of get goosey bumps <laughs> That's my sign for truth. That's my sign. I always say I've got truth when I hear that, when uh, I feel that. <laughs> I don't know well, what it is I'm, for you, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I it was if you can imagine walking through like a, a field where a bushfire has gone through. Right. So it's charred and the smell mm -hmm. and that. So we're walking through this and we approach this portal, huge dark mm -hmm. portal, and we enter. Remember, I'm not alone. I'm with a guide, an angelic guide. Right. And we enter. And what I saw were these huge vortices, spinning vortices of power. Mm -hmm. And around each vortex were these beautiful angels, angels in waiting. Mm -hmm. And in, in the vort, in each vort, vortex were these souls and some were clamoring to get out. And it was a you know like a horrible place. And I've turned to the guide to go, whoa. <laughs> Not whoa. What is this? <laughs> what, what is this place? Yeah. And what it was described to me is this is not God's judgment. This is not well, it's hellish, but it is not hell. Souls are entrapped by choice. Now think yeah. of Think of the seven deadly sins, uh, mm -hmm. lust, envy, greed, wrath, uh, pride. pride, pride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so they're trapped by their own choice. Mm -hmm. And as soon as, so it's cleansing of the soul. And as soon as they become contrite, they repent to say, please, you know, like get on your knees and you know, take the, that, that contrition releases the soul and that's the angels in waiting took them to oh. to secure and took them out of this place that's that's what i saw so you, we could call it hellish but it wasn't it is not it is not eternal but it was was certainly not a pleasant place but it was where souls are entrapped by their own choice not god's wrath or judgment i i could see that and agree with it um what i usually say see i never planned that as i started the show being involved in the paranormal my story began with a dream that happened 16 years ago like it was 10 minutes ago and there was a tree in my old previous home with a man sitting in it and by the time i looked in his eyes now this man 
told, I kept asking, who are you? And um, at that time he offered me, I can give you wealth. I can give you fame. I can give you anything beyond your wildest dreams. All you have to do is agree to follow me. There's much more to the story. I don't want to make it too long. And I saw, told him in very unfriendly radio terms where to go. And he started laughing at me. And I said, who are you? And he told me he was a demon, told me his name and told me how to uh, spell it. And again, I told him in no uncertain terms, would I be doing anything with you? And then he started wagging his finger at me and said, oh, no, no, no. Every time you see a crow or a raven, you'll know who this is. And I remember because I'd, I'd just taken my... Um, I knew about the angels. So that's why the show is called the angel rock love rock music's crystals and angels. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I called on Archangel Michael and you would get this knowing the colors or anybody else who's experienced it. It was like the most brilliant Royal blue, silver and white, this flash. And I woke up, I was covered in a sweat. I'm getting goosebumps again. Like from yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I was in a sweat and I was crying I could not believe what happened. And then all hell broke loose in my previous home. Like it is the craziest story you have ever heard. Had I not lived it, I wouldn't have believed it. And this is what actually got me on my path of what I'm doing now because of it. So I'm still not even convinced it was something demonic. Now, do I believe that? I don't care what you call it, but are there lower vibrational beings and, and things like that? Yes, there are. Do they belong here? No. But the thing is, right, like you said about people that go there, I've even with the paranormal have run into souls who will will be claimed to be trapped, right? Like they're trapped here by something negative. You're never truly trapped, right? The help was always there. The light was there. But sometimes, and again, I don't want to make it sound elitist, but sometimes there's been people from this side sort of guiding people on the other side of what you need to do in a place of love to call for help. So it's interesting that you shared about the contriteness. Yes, isn't it interesting? And, mm -hmm. and another one that comes to mind is mm -hmm. when Athar was stuck in the purgatorial state. He's in, okay. what I saw was he's in this decrepit house, uh, dust and, you know, by virtue of the state of his, his being and his beliefs and his anger and stuff. So he's stuck in this place. But there was a light, a shining, beautiful light in, yeah. in, the, in the corner of the room. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it took, it, it won't give away too much of the story, but one of the perpetrators. This is so up my alley talking about this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. I'm so excited. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. You couldn't see well, the light. It, it, well, just a small bit of background. He's stuck in this purgatorial state and the light was there. He could not mm -hmm. see it. And it took his ability to forgive the, the souls that perpetrated the bad things to him. Uh, once he was thing. able to forgive, they saw, he saw the light, and the light then opened up, and all this decrepit state that he was in dissolved, went away, and he entered the the heavenly realms. So, uh, I, I'm certain that it comes back to what we were talking about before. The light is always there, mm -hmm. never absent. The light, mm -hmm. it's our ability to connect or see that light. 
Now, do you think, okay, now I'm, my, mind, my mind goes a million miles a minute. I'm sorry. I told you this is going to be a conversation because <laughs> I just, I have so many questions. Okay. So I truly believe here on this planet where we are in this lifetime right now, that like attracts like energy. So if you're in a higher vibrational state, right, you would attract higher vibrational energy or connect or meet up or be able to see when you're in a lower vibrational state of where you explain or share where Athar was, the light was always there. But it's almost like there was a blinder over it because he was in a lower vibrational state until he forgave himself and the people that did this. Is that what you is that maybe would I be off the on the wrong track or what do you think? That's that's a perfect description. That's exactly okay. the way I saw it. Yes, and uh, there's a question here I've got to answer. I know that's really why I highlighted that. <laughs> the the say do the ascend to the high realms or do the robe. I'm going to read it because eighty percent of our audience is listener. I forgot to tell you that. So do you want me to read it or you want to read it? Oh, you go ahead. Okay, so Zsand Dragon or Kevin says, and I always have to remind David too <laughs> to say we have to read it, Dave, so they know what we're talking about. So when they are cleansed of their sins, and he says, do they ascend to the higher realms and do their color robe colors alter, or are they sent to another earthly body to try again? What a great question, Kevin. It is a beautiful question, and the answer to the first question is absolutely yes. What what I saw in Athar's case was as he was evolving through the heavenly realms through through you know he had he went through certain experiences uh, his robes changed he lightened in color they become more vivid white golden it, yes yes absolutely and but the answer to the second question are they sent to another earthly body to try again in the book I did not see anything to do with reincarnation. Okay. Now, mind you, I'm I'm, I'm a firm believer. Oh, me too. And, oh, yes. But in in the writing, I did not see any any sort of souls going Maybe back down in, into another version. life. I mean, that's your second version. Who knows? <laughs> well, I've got I've got to tell you a little secret. Okay. Um, what I know so far mm-hmm. about this next edition. Oh, is there's another it, one coming, another book. Another one coming is Yay. it will be into the higher realms. Be okay. taken and shown the higher realms. Mm-hmm. But that's as much as I know at this stage. Uh, I, I, I know no more can, can say no more. But uh, to, to be sure, as again, I, I don't know your beliefs, but uh, um, reincarnation is very much. Uh, I understand a part of the process, but it's not. I, I did not see that through the writing of the book. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about my beliefs. I am so open-minded, and especially when you shared about the forgiveness that you were seeing through Athar's eyes, okay? Um, I discovered something about my childhood that was absolutely horrific recently to the point um, I was working with a previous guest, but a shamanic practitioner that it was so, and I'm not one, like I said, that cries or, you know, anything like that very easily. But when they shared what they saw that I knew that had happened, I was five years old. I I couldn't complete, I I couldn't complete the session and I didn't know what it, well, well, no, it has a good ending. So I I said, I'm going to complete this, but I need some time to process this. And I remember sharing with my partner and he's not, he's a bit spiritual, but he's more 
practical, but he respects what I do. And I was sharing what I had discovered and he was having all these solutions. And I've never said this to him before. And I said, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to hear me. And then he asked me a question that was so profound. He said, what do you want to do with this? And it was like the answer was there. This came up for me to forgive and forgive mm -hmm. others that had been involved. And it was time to let it go mm -hmm. and release it. And in a way, what you shared, because unfortunately, what you shared, what Athars had shared with you through his eyes is a profound issue around the world. So I think your book is going to be so powerful to help so many people. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Laura Lee, that, that brings us to another law. Now, let me, let okay. me pick up which one it is. Um, when you find out uh, Kevin's comment, because he go, your answer, he said to his question is, that is what I thought. Awesome about the robes changing as I thought. So he said, thanks beautiful. for answering the question. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So our next law. I, uh, I really next, next law. Um, I'm going to have to have you back on, Stephen, if you feel like <laughs> We need more life. time. Yes. Number 12. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Mm-hmm. Okay, number 12 is to know that you are sacred is not to see new things in you. I love this one, by the way. I'm going to start again because I'm getting goosebumps again. Okay, <laughs> to know that you are sacred is not to see new things in you, but to see yourself as you really are. It's powerful. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and that's exactly what you're talking about. You know, we've all we've all gone through trials and traumas, Absolutely. but at the end of the day, you know, we are a sacred teardrop from the eye of the of the heavenly divine, that's uh, so and that's what we'll always remain. So you know we rise spirit? above those challenges. I'm sorry, I was going to say, do you know what spirit also showed me through this personal experience as well? And I'm an open book with people usually on here is also that we're playing a role here, each and every one of us, because we make agreements, I believe, to help others maybe achieve why they're here. Okay, why they're here, maybe what they've chosen to achieve or learn or grow as a soul here. And it, Spirit really showed me through this experience that that's not who we are. It goes with this law. It's not really who they are on a soul level. It's just a role they were playing here. And it made it yeah, so yeah. much easier to forgive. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And if we recognize that we've got a divine purpose to fulfill, mm -hmm. that's a great empowerment. You know, mm -hmm. we get clear if... As we are able to to know what that divine purpose is, and it's totally empowering. So I'm going to, before we go into a few more laws in the book. So I want to ask you, because um, I'm going to put this up here though, because Kevin says love these um, from the list of 15. Is it? And Stephen has this on his website. He lets you download it for free, Kevin. So we're going to make sure at the end. I always give my guests time to let you know where to find them and the whole bit. So we'll, and it's also in the banner where it's posted everywhere on every social media platform, so people will be able to find it. And as I'm babbling now, I forget what I was going to say. As I keep babbling, it'll probably come back. Um, I was going to ask you, and I forget if it was with number 12. Let me reread this um, just for a sec here to know that you're, uh, it'll come back to me. I know it will. So um, 
Oh no, it was half there. And that's what happens. I get talking and I'm thinking so far ahead and spirits talking in another ear. <laughs> okay. So going back through your list here, there was another one I had a question about. Um, well, let's even go to number 15. If you can. Number 15. Because I, I love the way, well, actually I go to 14 and then 15, because I think if we look at this just with the human brain, without having read the book and understanding how you receive these and all of the information with it. And I think that they're beautiful the way they're presented because it opens discussion. So number 14 is lead thou me on. Oh. What does that mean? There's more goosebumps with that, I've got to tell you. Okay, good. <laughs> well, to me, that's uh, that's such a, you know, we know we, we've got a divine hand upon us. Uh, and, we are, and we are a spirit with a physical manifestation, as you well described before. And then we trust. And, you know, to say, heavenly, whatever, whatever way we wish it, heavenly father, God, Buddha, Jesus, whatever, lead thou me on. So we place ourselves in the hands of the great divine. And in the knowing of such, we we can never be, well, we're never lost, but we know we're never lost, if that makes sense. (laughs) And to me, again, that's just totally empowering. So we move forward, we go and we do with the divine hand upon the shoulder. That's what I was going to ask you, and it goes hand in hand with this. Now, I know I've run into people, and I'm sure you have, that they've got a lot of questions, right? But they they don't know why they're here, nor can they allow themselves to trust. Did you, do you have anything that might help them begin to build that trust? And if you don't, that's okay. But have you received anything that might help? I have a few things that I've shared with people, but if it resonates, it doesn't. If it doesn't, it doesn't, right? But Yes. I'll tell you, my own experience was when just late 40s and I did a workshop in which a beautiful man took a through the process uh, uh, to find out what our, our life purpose is. And it's be, it's like become part of my DNA ever since. Okay. It's, you know, I mean, I've, I've done the exercise with many people over the years and it's a beautiful thing. But in the interim, what I would do is be open to it. So I put the question out to the universe uh, you know, Father, the Lord, Jesus, who, whoever, what is my purpose? What is my life purpose? That's a simple but entirely powerful question. You watch. Something will happen. Some you'll Opportunity. <laughs> Opportunity is a great way to put it. So you put it out. Uh, you know, it's like being keen for something to happen. And you've asked the universe for this divine guidance. It will happen something will come along you'll read a book or you'll talk to a lovely person or something you watch you watch it unfold without doubt i agree i'm going to answer uh zisan dragon again because he said he didn't know if it was 14 or 15 it's number 14 kevin uh don't worry we'll show you where to find it 
he show me the fate the way forward came to mind he's he's talking about number 15 we're getting there mm -hmm. uh, or he says there was it 14 i think it was 14 you were referring to kevin yeah so, that was 14 Yes. I never tell people what their life purpose is because I, uh, David and I usually go live on his TikTok because that's bigger than mine. I'm not on TikTok that often. Um, and people have one question readings or whatever. But I know with the thing at the foot of the bed, the reason why we called, we called it that is speak and i'm sure you get this too people come to you and they'll ask you questions or they'll ask you what's the answer to this or why do bad things happen to good people or what happens after we die and so david and i have made it clear we're not experts but through our own experiences including near-death experiences and years of studying whatever we can best give you maybe what we think we might think it is or or whatever take what resonates and leave the rest but with dreams same thing with life purpose because i always say even though you know the, and everybody's got a gift it doesn't matter whether you're natural born leader natural athlete mathematician i mean the list goes on and on does it mean that you can't be open to learning something else and becoming extremely good at it or discovering a hidden talent right so i will mentor people in the way of what brings you joy Right? Because then it's not work when you're in a place of joy. If you're and then earning a living at it too, if that's what they're looking for, maybe they just want purpose in life, right? Mm -hmm. Service to others, and I think that, that that's one of the laws in here. I've shortened it, right? Yeah. The other thing is dreams too. People always want to know what does my dream mean, and I always tell them, you are the best person to judge what your dream is about. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but one of the things I'm certain about this life purpose, Laura Lee, is that it is, it, is not, <laughs> it is not a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. It is not something that we aspire to. It is something that we are. So we be that purpose. Mm -hmm. So it, it is there with us all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it, yeah, so it, it, it's a misconception to think it, it's a goal. Mm -hmm. it's a state of being absolutely so. that's why i always say to people look at what brings you joy and the same thing especially around this holiday season when it's difficult for people a lot of people i remind them that it's one day the united states just celebrated thanksgiving from what i understand from we usually have people from australia in here so i don't know if they're going to pop in or what but we usually do and they've mentioned you don't have thanksgiving we have had thanksgiving in canada about six weeks ago but i always say that I don't look at it as this big occasion, Thanksgiving or Valentine's Day. And I'm not telling people how to live, but to me, I don't want just one day to celebrate, to tell people how much I love them. I really believe we should tell anybody how much they mean to us or how much we love them every day because tomorrow isn't promised. Mm -hmm. Same as with thanks, right? The more thankful we are and grateful, right? The more I think it raises our vibration and especially when we're in service to others rather than service to self. Yeah, I think that's entirely accurate. Uh, gratitude and forgiveness seem to be the two keys of, that open up the heavenly, higher heavenly realms. Forgiveness, absolutely. Forgiveness, there was a law and a number escapes me. Number if you tell eight, me, I'll find no. it like just what you're thinking of. Yeah, number eight. Okay. 
Forgiveness is at the heart of your ultimate realization. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, which you well mentioned before. But mm -hmm. I, I'm certain you're right too, the gratitude for, for that which we've been given. Yeah, because that un, un, gratitude unlocks abundance. Absolutely. And people yeah. forget, like, it, and again, this is a really big realization as of the last couple of years. And I love that podcaster that has uh, the Next Level Soul podcast because it's got people from all aspects of life, whether they're channelers. I'm fascinated with people that channel. I, I can automatic write, or if I'm channeling, I just end up talking faster and faster and faster and faster, but I don't go into a trance. But there's been people with near-death experiences, like every level of people helping other people so I love watching it and it just came to me and again I could be wrong I don't have all the answers but I've just realized that what we don't realize and had we been raised this way from being in the womb onwards to realize how incredibly powerful not from an ego sense but from who we really are the we could we can do anything like we can manifest we could we can uh, like the law of attraction is what i'm talking about or or you want to levitate you could levitate you want to be able to be telepathic you could be telepathic you could do all these things we've just never been able to realize who we are as human beings about i think what our true potential and nature is yes absolutely yeah mm -hmm. again entirely accurate that i can see and and like we mentioned before, and like in the writing of this book, I never knew any of this technical term stuff, mm -hmm. but, but we're open to it. And, and to know that the spirit is happy that will provide. And, but, but that's not all, you know, to, to me, it, it then becomes experiential. But I, but I give you a, Beautiful example, well, beautiful, a, a challenging but beautiful example. About April, April this year, uh, what is it, six months ago, I lost my beautiful mother. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, you know, she was it's such a, an angelic being. She was just, just a gift to the universe. Mm -hmm. But in the mid-80s, you know, we get to that stage. And, you know, for the years... Prior to that, I always thought it was like a part of my DNA. I'm thinking, hey, when you go, I'm not hanging around. This, I don't like this place <laughs> when you're not here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, since the writing of the book, so the knowledge gained from the writing of the afterlife has now become totally experiential. Yeah. I, I Because I... I I know where she's gone. I know the high levels up there. I yeah. can even imagine the, the colour of her robes. I, I know I know where to find her in this place in in here. And I know she's there. I know how to contact her, you know, to yeah. tune in, if you will. So whilst one feels grief for loss of the presence mm -hmm. of that beautiful being. Right to know that she's there all the time. She's it's like she's more powerful now than she ever was. So it's the knowledge one's gained has now become total experience of, of this process that where this beautiful being is with you all the time. 
Thank you for saying that because as a medium, you know, and you get people having different ideas about what they receive and what they don't. And you'll have people saying that once your loved one's gone, they can never connect. And that's never been my experience that whenever somebody, you know, they hear you when you speak to them, it, the, the, the chasm, if you will, there's not some separation. And because it's, it's love, love never dies. It goes on mm -hmm. forever and ever. And like you said, you know where to reach your, if you will, through the heart. And every time you think of them, and I've had spirit show me when somebody, maybe the, family didn't know somebody was pregnant and spirit will show me sometimes if it's something that needs to come through this new soul that's coming into this family unit they usually show me that they're kissing the baby on the head or it'll be like a pink blanket for a girl or blue for a boy or what have you and they show you this right and mm -hmm. there's net you're never disconnected and the beauty why i'm writing one of my three books um, especially working in palliative care and people think, and I love like on places of TikTok or even YouTube, there are nurses working in this field. I hurt my back. So physically I'm not able to go back to this type of work. But my point is, I can't tell you, I always say this, first of all, I've looked after people with tons of money and people poorest of the poor from people being from the outside looking in. Not one person has had had regrets or said, geez, I wish I would have made more money. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. Every yeah. single one of them has said on one level or another, I wish I would have told the people around me how much I love them every day because I yeah. do. And then, you know, um, and the regrets were, don't wait till you lose, say, that 30 pounds or until I retire or until whatever. I should have done it when I did instead of putting yeah. it off, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The love, it, simply, uh, love is a bridge. So it, it's an eternal, eternal connection. So we know it's there. I love this person dearly. Mm -hmm. we, we connect in, shut down the mind again. That's where I was going with this, that big long roundabout. I just wanted to add this card. As nurses, I can tell you, and I'm seeing this, this is what I'm so glad about the TikTok and YouTube, sorry, I got off track here, is that people think that their loved ones are hallucinating or they're seeing things and they'll, don't you see that angel in the corner? Or, um, Oh, my mom, my mom's here. And you know, the, the dog or the cat or whoever. Right. And it, that's another thing spirit shows me. They're all standing there just waiting for you to come <laughs> and join the party. If you want, now, I'm not telling somebody to leave early. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is no, no, no. And it's our time to go for people listening. So when it's your turn to go back home, they will be there. I know it beyond a shadow. I've got goosebumps right now. I know beyond a shadow that they will be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hey, might I tell you about one of the things I saw in the book? Please, uh, yes. Uh, I, 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 call, I called it the abode of reunion. <gasps> yeah, I get, uh, and again, I'll do my best to describe. And again, okay. I'm dictating this stuff. Can't make it up. So what I saw um, uh, with the guide, I'm standing on top of this huge mm -hmm hill looking down on upon this dale grassy dale mm -hmm. and there's all these souls there multicolored robes and things mm -hmm. and to the side there were these mists the mists i described yeah 
and over, not through, over the the mist with these uh, cords, silver uh, silver cords. Okay. Right. And they were linked to some of the souls standing, and they're in communion with others, other souls like departed souls. And I turned to the God, like, what is this place? And what was described was when we sleep, uh-huh. the soul <laughs> goes across, across yep. over, doesn't go through, mm-hmm. across to the abode. And they're able to meet up with souls that are there to help us. Now, that might be kin, family, loved ones, whatever. Healers. 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 Mm-hmm. Loves the bridge again. Yeah. So they're they're there for us to give us guidance. And, of course, when the body wakes up, the soul comes back into, into its physical existence. That's what I saw. But, but so in the sleeping process, we are able to mm, transport ourselves across to this. Absolutely. And I've had well, people tell me I'm wrong. And again, I don't know all the answers, but I believe that 100%. I think you are 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, like we've all had the experience, like we wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning and we go, oh, that's the answer. And we've got to write it down before we forget or something. But uh, I'm certain that's where that happens. So we've gone, you know, we've gone across with a problem and received an answer mm-hmm. and then come back in the morning with this revelation, the intuition. Or those people, I agree 100%, or I will get a lot of questions too, as others will too in this field, that um, first of all, you get people that will say, well, my my loved one didn't visit me in a dream. We don't always remember 100% of our dreams, but you can rest assured they have been around you. But I think sometimes that being in that grief state, which is naturally lower vibrationally and everything is energy, I think they are there, but sometimes you may not see it or feel it, but it's a natural process as a human being to go through that grief state. But you have to trust, like you said, or know that it's there. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, absolutely correct. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that the key, one of the keys, is to that same meditative, small meditation before we sleep, connect with the loved one. Hey, mum, I need your help. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Ask the question, how do I fix such and such? Mm-hmm. That's the process. Connect with, feel the love, mm-hmm. and then know that that beautiful being, that loved one, is going to be there for us uh, in to guide and assist. I agree a hundred percent. I'm going to read Faye's comment because she has to go. We've got quite a few good comments, but Faye says it's so very fascinating. I have to go, but this has been such a wonderful live. I need to get your book, dear Stephen. Love you, Lorley. Love you, Faye. And she said, see you tomorrow. Um, I agree with everything you are saying a hundred percent. And you know what Sandra says? I used to video chat. With my mom daily, it was hard when she passed, but I was able to feel her around very quickly. Um, She knew that I would know 
long before she passed because I helped her after her stepdad had passed. Mm -hmm. And Kevin says, all in agreement here, they won't come to you in a dream if you're not ready to see them is your thought. Well, I don't know because I believe that love builds a bridge and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, Kevin. I'm open to everybody's thoughts. Again, I can't say this enough. I don't know all the answers, but I truly believe that love never dies. And you may be, it's almost to me the way Spirit's showing it to me right now is it's like a thar in the book where the light was there. And I thought, I'm not saying your loved one's in a dark space. That's not what I'm saying. But we can be in a dark space in that grief, that grief state that we're not seeing the light or the love that's there. What's your thoughts, Stephen? Mm. I, I, I think that's entirely right. I mean, and remember, too, that we've we're, we're been conditioned from from young ages through various means mm -hmm. to we're sinners, we're bad, we've made mistakes. Yeah. You know, so that that becomes a groove, a rut to say, oh, I'm not good enough. I, I can't, I'm not spiritual. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry. Spiritual <laughs> no. is just a label. I think it's yeah, a yeah. of mind. Yeah, I've done bad things. Well, you know, we've all tripped over size 15 feet. <laughs> But our reality is that we are divine beings that teardrop from the eyes of the Father. So we recognize ourselves that. as we really are. Are, right? thank you. Yes. Because <laughs> if you think about it, right, and I do try to always say I walk the walk of the talk of the talk that I do. I'm not always perfect, but for example, and we've all been there, we've had a crappy morning. Everything goes wrong, got a flat tire, you want to go to work, you got to go somewhere, like everything's going wrong. And when I've had a morning like that, and the first place my mind goes from conditioning, oh, great, the whole day is going to be, no, it's not. You know what? Stop. Okay, this has happened, and I choose. It's going to be a wonderful, positive day moving forward. And guess what? It does become that. It's mindset, right? So I think whatever yeah. we tell ourselves, it becomes yeah, you know, there's a, we were talking about before our life purpose and that state of being. Mm -hmm. There's a very simple exercise that one can do, particularly in the morning, where we, you know, the first thing before we do anything else, we get up in the morning and, and say, how am I going to be today? Yeah. And you can choose. You can be nasty or it can be whatever. But if we say, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be content, I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to be abundant. It'll be a great day. I'm going to be whatever. <laughs> so that, that create and that, that creates a state of state yeah. of well being. And if I understand the universe, when we choose that state of being, the universe gives us more. Rather than wanting something, oh I want to be happy. If I well, if I get this, I will be happy. Uh -uh. We choose a state of being mm -hmm. and then we get more of that because the, that's what the universe does. You're not coming from a place of lack. Yeah, you're not coming from a place of lack or need. Correct. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great place to, great way to put it. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm going to read Ozzy Sun Dragons. He says, I love hearing Stephen and Laura Lee's insights. And this is so, this is so much resonating. If not, and then he says, if not at all, LOL. There was another law. I, I hope, I hope you're okay with this. There's another law. Cause I want people to go out and buy your book because I think this Thank will you. help so many. And he's got other books too, folks. We didn't even go there. You got to check them all out. Um, oh, Kevin said he's missing words. I figured it out. Kevin. We figured it out. And thank you for being so kind. 
so there was one in particular. Hang on, I got to go through here. Um, there's a few. Like I said, I could have. Um, there were so I I could have gone through all of these. Like I said, I and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Stephen, but you see, my audience loves you, and Yo. we have more people listening that just kind of are in lurker mode. That I'm probably going to get a lot of messages because I can tell by the comments <laughs> that they just love you. I knew they would. So it says. Um, Fear at the time of passing closes the soul to all the way, uh, waiting love and compassion. So what did, what do you mean by that one? Mm. That's number, um, 11. Number, number 11. Mm -hmm. um, that, that period of transition for many of us holds so much fear. Absolutely. Where do I go? Do I just go to dust? I've been a naughty boy. Am I going to? There's hell? nothing. There's nothing. I just have this no. life. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and there's a belief. I'm just going to dust it and that's it. Mm -hmm. But that that fear, that, that errant belief is a force of attraction. So uh, one, of, one of the things, one of the other things I've got to tell you, you know, talking okay. about my mother before but the other great thing for me uh through this whole process it has taken away the fear i now have no any sort of trepidation about the the passing process the transition process when it happens well so be it you uh, know what's no... waiting for you yeah. <laughs> well but there's no fear with that you know, I, I, I know the love which awaits us mm -hmm. upon this journey, and we're never separate from that. So to me, that takes away the fear of, of, of the process, uh, um, which to me is is totally profound. Uh, you know, and it's a beautiful, beautiful state of being. When my time is up, well, so be it. But I'll do, I'll make make the journey without any fear. Mm -hmm. I hear exactly. Sorry, I was reading Sandra's comment there for a second. So, and I'm going to highlight it in just a second, Sandra. What I was thinking when I read that, though, too, because where I was going, I, my mind, I've started thoughts and went off in a different direction because I got so many questions and so many things to talk to you about. I love talking about this stuff, but um, you will find people that work in the paranormal world that will say, well, they're a lost soul or, you know, there's somebody that's earthbound. And again, I always say, just as we have free will in life, we have it in death as well. And there are various reasons why somebody stays and they're not trapped, right? That light eventually appears like a star. We going to say mm -hmm. something? Sorry, we going to say something? Yes, no, that, that's exactly the process. That Athar was stuck in this purgatorial state, which to my limit, you'd know better than me with these, uh, spectres or ghosts that are stuck into the earthly realm, it's fear that holds them there. They cannot see the light, which is there, mm -hmm. but it's that fear of going to somewhere that they're going to be punished or hurt or for all the bad things they've done. So it's fear that's holding them. Well, it's in interesting, track. though, that Athar, from whatever way you access to be able to see through his eyes, that it was suicide because as we know, especially within the religious realms, that suicide is considered a, a horrible thing. Like it's, as, and it is, don't get me wrong. It's terrible. There's many things associated with it, but what I'm talking about from an afterlife perspective, 
And that is a big belief. And I found that a lot of people who have taken their own lives are, are terrified on the earthly realm and choose not to cross over because they're so afraid of what awaits them or maybe they've been they've really done some awful things like we can even go from a point of view of somebody that's taken multiple lives by choice yes. not by accident mm -hmm. so did athar show you anything safe for somebody that's done that yes very similar the, the and I, I describe as best i can okay it, right towards the end of the book he he's he's evolved so much he's like he's a such a beautiful being and he his friend there god said there's something you've missed there's something you have to confront to evolve further mm -hmm. and he he knew but he kind of put it aside and he he, he i remember i can't remember para, i'll paraphrase he said okay we're in, but I, with his to his friend, I need your help. Mm -hmm. And he got taken. So off they go, and they went to this horrible, horrible place, oh, yeah. dark cave, mm -hmm. uh, screaming sounds, uh, and they they needed one another to pass through into this place. And I, I'm just describing <laughs> this going. This is a horrible place. <laughs> What, where they've ended up, they met up with the priest who had abused him in life. So oh, the priest man. had created for himself this place where he felt he was safe for all of the terrible, heinous things he did in life. He'd created this place where he wouldn't let anybody in. So does that make sense? Absolutely. So Athar and this other character trans got through all of that and said, I forgive you. It's okay. And they took him out. They let him out of this horrible place that he wasn't God's creation, not hell. He had crea created this place to stop people coming in to hurt him. Because he that makes so much sense. This. There you go. But that's that's what I saw. And that was the last binding influence that forgiveness within a thar to this other soul released him oh i'll give away the book here but they got taken up into the higher realms and mm -hmm. shown beautiful things yeah but even though there's so much more to that book that you've written Stephen, even if you share that little piece i can tell there's so much wisdom and here you like we're we're talking about things that both of us completely understand people in the chat are adding so I, I think there's got to be some truth to it. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of Dr. Eben Alexander before? Yeah, Roddy. Uh, yeah, his book was the, I forget the title, but yes. Yeah, had, I've read his book. Okay, so for people ago. that don't know who he is, he was pretty well known or pretty, I guess, where he lived as a neurosurgeon. And as it was, he claimed to be an atheist. He believed there was nothing past this lifetime. This was it and nothing else. Pure man of science. And I guess he developed, I know you know this, Stephen, but for our listeners, so what he ended up 
getting meningitis and going into a comatose state, very ill, lost his life. Um, I think it was more than once. He had a couple experiences, an NDE or near-death experience. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he is no longer working as a neurosurgeon. He's going around the world. He's written books. He's speaking about his experiences. And I've met quite a few people actually in my travels doing this line of work, the same thing. And, you know, it's just so profound to go from somebody who didn't believe to now going around the world teaching about their experience. What was your thought when you read his book? Oh, well, the, the, the interesting thing is there's a lot of confirmation and not just in his case, I've got to tell you very, the recent interview you did with Gar Garnet Church. Oh, I Shulhau. was just thinking about him. You wanted yeah, to her home. I got to tell you quickly. It's super funny. So my partner does a lot of research. He used to do a show on this network as well. Okay. And I just can't sit and watch TV. So I'm in the kitchen. He's in the same floor. It's open concept and, in the living room watching TV, but I'm always listening as I'm working with resin and stuff. And I'm hearing this man speak and I'm going, I gotta stop what I'm doing. I had to go sit down and hear this. So I'm sitting down and I'm listening and I, I gotta get a hold of this guy I'm hearing from spirit. Again, goosebumps, not cold in here. So I'm looking for him everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And then I look him up on Facebook. He was already on my friends list. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but he met his spirit guide. This is who I was thinking of when you just brought his name up. Because, yeah. right, he never, he didn't believe in any of this. He was a lawyer and he ran, He met a spirit guide on the street. I'll let you finish what you were going to say, but that was so funny you said that. Well, what, he, what I recall him mentioning was the colors and the robes. He talked about seeing mm -hmm. multiple colors that he couldn't describe. Mm-hmm. And the robes of different people. And I go, and it's like when I when I listened to him, I went, I'm I'm not mad after all. This, you know, like this is a confirmation. Mm -hmm. So you see the same thing from different sources. So that kind of validates. They the, validate it coming from all these different backgrounds. It's so funny you brought him up. I've been thinking about him lately. I got to get a hold of him. And he wasn't able to make it on a Monday. And I'd been really ill for about eight weeks. So when it's funny you watch that interview because it didn't with a pre-record. You, it doesn't start out quite the same. And I almost had no voice. And I kept coughing before we started. And he said, do you want to rebook it? I'd already done it. I said, are you kidding? And I've actually replayed it. And I'm going to give you a heads up. I don't miss many shows. But if I need to do a replay, I think this is going to be another one of those shows that ours that we've done. Because a lot of people... <laughs> sure. No, it's confirmation, though. Mm. And yes, it is. For yes. thought. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, the interesting, one of the other interesting things, Lee, is that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I've questioned why I got the messages, the story in the form that I did. Uh, you know, because you, 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 you hear all these other people, have, you know, drifting off, hanging their NDEs and going up there and floating around and seeing mm -hmm. things. I thought, well, why didn't that happen to me? Why did I get it in this particular form mm -hmm. and this way? But the interesting thing is, and what I understand now, is that when we read a, a book like this in story form, mm -hmm. it, it, it acts upon certain levels. So we can, we can read a book such as this and, and read it literally and right. go, hmm, yeah, okay, I get it. Good, bad, like, don't like. Okay. 
or we can look at the stories within. We look mm-hmm. at the, you know, the allegories and go, mm, okay, parables, that's nice. But the real influence of these, of a book of this nature is that it takes us to the deeper levels. The metaphysical level where universal laws are exposed, laws of heaven and earth, which we've found. But deeper than that, we go to a mystical level. Yes. So it, it's you know when you read a book and you go, oh I got that, that's me, mm-hmm. that's your inner truth coming out, right? That's a revelation. So it's taking the the covers off and the, that inner truth becomes revealed. Therein lies the beauty of of a story form. Yeah, I agree because spirit, as you were speaking, right, I think that this would appeal to so many people on a different level versus you breaking all these concepts down and coming from a metaphysical, strictly metaphysical perspective. And it's actually more digestible and acceptable to people mm-hmm. and create more questions within their mind to delve a little deeper. And don't get me wrong, there's a place for a metaphysical book like this as well. Like I literally just heard movie, like this could be made into a movie yearbook and people would, would watch it and digest it and accept it. And you know what I mean? Like it just would be more, say somebody that didn't believe in an afterlife, they could watch a movie about this book or should they choose to read it and take it for what it is, but it would be more digestible and acceptable to the monkey mind, if you will. What's your thoughts about that? Yes, yeah, so I, I think that's exactly accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, in essence, it becomes a subjective experience, not an objective one. Yes. So, so, you know, somebody else has had an NDE and they've gone off to explore. Beautiful experience, life-changing. But from the reader's point of view, it's mm-hmm. someone else. And you go, oh, that's interesting. But in this case, you can read the, the the story, the book, and go, "Oh man, I got that. That's it. That that's that revelation we talked about. It's a revelation of your inner truth. So it becomes totally subjective. Mm-hmm. It's happening I, to you, not to someone else that you're looking at." I like I say, I I don't know why Spirit gave me that, but they're literally showing me, and I'm not never tell people what to do. This could be a movie your book. Totally. Just put it out into the universe. Let's let's put it out there. What's what's up, Stephen? See what happens. I don't know. They just told me that. I just seen that. So hang on. I went to the wrong thing. There was one more law I wanted to ask you about. Um, Hang on. I'm going to read it. It's going to take me one sec. Uh, Oh, this is it. Number nine. And I meant to ask you that. We're almost out of time. I just want to leave you time to be able to tell people oh, where you can goodness. get to. Oh, there we are. Okay, so number nine. In heaven, the emperor wears no clothes. What does that mean in <laughs> your perspective? Uh, okay. The, well, I aren't, what do I understand? In, in the uh, review process, in these mists uh, where we do the life mm-hmm. review, it does not matter. It does not matter whether you're a prince, oh. a king, or a pauper. You are. It is what you have caused to affect in another that declares your place in heaven. So if, if I'm the, the king of the pile and I've done some bad things to you, it doesn't matter that I'm a king. I've done bad things to you because we are one in spirit. Mm-hmm. What I caused to affect in you 
declares my place in heaven. So I bear the, I bear the consequences of those actions. If I, if I do something with intent to harm or hurt a, a fellow traveller, oh, let me put it better than that, a spirit, you know, okay, we're, we are one in spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are one. So what I've done to you, I've, I've done to myself. Mm -hmm. That's my, and as I say, you can be a, a politician or you can be whatever you want to be. You wear no clothes. You, you, it is what you have caused to affect in another that declares your place in heaven. I have so many more questions. We didn't get into karma. We There were so many more things, you guys. So I'm hoping one of these days I'll be able to have Stephen back because what a profound conversation with you and i thank you so much for being here oh, I, it's been an absolute pleasure oh well i like i said i'm going to be sending you my calendar i think i'm already booking into april and in some spot <laughs> i still have a few spots open but i would love to have you back on kevin or z sun dragon says amazing words you, so now, where can people go to find all of your amazing books especially the afterlife and then, because I know your website, that's how I got these laws between heaven and earth. And Yeah, the website, just at stephenchong.com.au slash downloads will get mm -hmm. you to the laws. And the book, uh, go to, you can go onto my website, but easier to your favourite book depository, Amazon, Barnes mm -hmm. & Noble, any of those. Just Google the afterlife of journey too and. There it will be. Have you got anything coming up that you want to share? Um, are you speaking anywhere you want people to, if it's online or anything? Anything at all. I'm not meaning to put you on the spot, but I just want to ask you in case you are. Uh, only Christmas. <laughs> okay. uh, no, the, the, the best, uh, I, I would love, obviously love for people to, to buy the book and read. And feedback, I love feedback. It, it, you know, get on there and do a review or something, but drop me, a, just go onto the website and drop me an email because I, I love to hear what people thinking and the the changes, the whatever, the, what it's done to their lives. Um, uh, but particularly the, the, down, the, the laws of heaven and earth are there for people to download freely and use them to the betterment that's what they've been, they're a gift. So I, I, I give them freely as a present for those that are, yeah, to open to their receipt. Well, so. thank you so much. We okay. Um, it's on the bottom of my banner, but www.stephenchong.com.au is that it? Day is that that's correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you look up Stephen and your middle name, is how I found him easiest to follow with because I did check on Google too. If people ask Stephen Paul Chong, author, you can even put Australia. You'll come up right away. You do. <laughs> you do i tracked <laughs> <laughs> you found me uh -huh. well i knew people would ask me they would ask me you know because we'll get we're giving them the um address pretty quick now you guys stay tuned if you are enjoying these type of discussions we have my friends julia and philip syracuse coming up next with the horsefly chronicles remember put stephen's book on your christmas list and then maybe we'll be able to get him back after christmas and you guys can share your thoughts and questions with them how's that stephen <laughs> oh sounds sounds fantastic i'm in <laughs> yeah so if you ever if you guys ever want to get a hold of me you got a guest suggestion a show idea you want to book a reading i do mentoring i also do energy healing and i am still working spirit keeps reminding we are going to get that course going in the new year sometime i'm teaching a spirituality course and um 
for people that are new into spirituality, even others. And so Spirit's kind of giving me a list right now and looking at things like this or the topics we've discussed and many like that. So stay tuned. Also, I will be back Thursday with my good friend, David Hansel. Don't forget Wednesday night too with Jonathan Keyworth or JK47. It's going to be on TikTok. I believe we're doing readings so far. Um, I don't know what time yet, but just look on social media and you will see it. And we'd love to have you join us. Thank you again, Stephen, so much for being here. I deeply appreciate it. Laura Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank no, you. the pleasure is mine. I, I look forward to our next discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. So if I don't see, well, I'm going to probably pop on and chat with you for a bit after, but if I don't see it before, happy holidays to everybody. And come join us on Thursday, you guys. You know what's always fun over there too. I don't know what Dave and I are talking about, but we'll figure it out. Spirit usually tells us and then we both connect on Wednesday or something and we go, I was thinking this. I was thinking this too. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, we'll see you Thursday. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Stay tuned like I said for Julie and Philip next okay take care take care bye bye